Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fellow conspiracy theorists. We are here on Friday. I always got to check the calendar for today's date, March 26th. I appreciate all of you joining me here on DLive, on Twitch, on the Foxhole app. You guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. And hey, if you're watching the replay on Rumble, on BitChute, or on JordanSather.tv, you're pretty cool too. You are pretty cool too. Hey, this is the channel. This is the live stream where I'm not going to yank your chain. I don't have any secret intel insiders. I don't have any anonymous sources that are feeding me intel that I'm going to dangle like a carrot on a stick in front of you with. I'm not going to pump a bunch of clickbait out there and put a bunch of crazy asinine claims on the internet that I can't prove or that I'm not confident in. Yes, I might say some things that sound a little ridiculous to you, but I have confidence in what I say. And that doesn't mean that everything I say is the truth, okay? I could be wrong here and there, but I'm confident in the due diligence that I do, and I'm confident in the principle that I have. I feel like a lot of people out there on their BitChute channels and their Rumble videos and on their podcasts, they don't have principle. They're just saying whatever the hell to get whatever kind of clicks they can get and get some more sponsors for their videos. It's like, I it I don't like it. I think it's grimy, grimy and slimy, and I ain't going to do that. So anyway, please subscribe to this channel, whatever your channel you're watching it on. Hit that little thumbs up wherever it is. Notify yourself to when these videos drop. Uh, I want to say, apologize to you guys. You know, I was kind of out of commission a little bit this week. I uh, went AWOL there for a few days, didn't do a live stream because I just wasn't feeling too good. I was a little stressed out, mentally stressed, uh, physically stressed too. Uh, I got a knee injury that I'm still kind of dealing with and and I hope I don't have to get surgery. I think it's a meniscus tear. I can't quite tell what's going on down there, but I just, it's not healing as fast as I want it to heal. It's been kind of a slow process. And uh, I went and got myself a giant knee brace for it. Been taking all kinds of turmeric and other anti-inflammatories, rubbing the uh, Arnica on it and the Comfrey cream. So yeah, you know, I don't exactly remember the incident in which I injured it. There wasn't a snap or a pop or anything like that. I just kind of woke up after an active day and was like, ow. It's sore. So honestly, I hope there's a, I hope something's fractured in there. I hope, you know, I'd rather break a bone than deal with ligament or tendon damage, but I don't know. I'll just take it easy for a couple of weeks and sit my ass in this chair, maybe make some more videos. I can't move much. Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right, guys, let's go ahead and get to this week's news. We're going to kind of just cover a few things that have gone on this week. I want to talk about a lot of those UFO stories that have been going pretty viral. I uh, hope you guys like this uh, kind of new angle I got to. Um, I like having the screens in the shot. But uh, we're going to talk about the UFO stories going around. We're going to talk about uh, just various things. Biden's press conference, this cargo ship, some weird obsessions by the mainstream media about Q. 
It's it's weird obsessions. <laughs> Newsweek in particular. We're definitely going to talk about these donuts. These Krispy Kreme donuts. Go get yourself a vaccine and grab a donut afterward. And lo and behold, you'll get cancer in a few years. Probably some advanced stage when you shouldn't have had it anyway. And whatever. We'll see. All right. Let's get into these articles. So Biden, his first press conference yesterday, and it was an absolute shit show. I mean, it is Joe Biden. We're not going to expect much from him. In fact, that's exactly what I expect from him is a shit show. And that's exactly what it was. He lost his train of thought in the middle of a sentence. He said that he's been in the Senate for 120 years. He stuttered and stammered and just, it was another day at Joe Biden's administration. All right. And the funniest thing about this was watching the media do damage control. So instantly when Biden messes up, you're going to see it on social media. In fact, you're going to see it all across social media. <laughs> and then you'll have Washington Post and CNN and the New York Times. After the first reactions go around and people start just roasting the shit out of Joe Biden, like, what do you need Comedy Central for anymore? Just <laughs> That's the good roasting you need right there. Washington Post. New York Times, damage control. It was a beautiful press conference, they say. But Fox News and social media, they were god-awful to poor Joe Biden. I love the damage control. That's probably my favorite part about all of this. We've got Kamala Harris and Bill Clinton, all right, holding a talk on the pandemic's impact of women. Why don't we just call up Harvey Weinstein to join this bunch? Let's get Bill Cosby in there. And how about Andrew Cuomo? He should join in on the fun too. Let's just get a press conference with all of them lecturing us on the impact of this pandemic on women. That's, that's beautiful right there. <laughs> oh my God, you can't get any more clown show, can you? And then we have the Democrats, the left-wingers out there trying to introduce their first gun registration bill, gun control bill, essentially, after the mass shootings we had this week. I mean, the Atlanta one was last week. We had Boulder, Colorado this week, and just how weird of a story was that, all right? I, I gave it the good old 24-hour rule. You know, sometimes you get an event that's so... Um, out of the blue, and there's so many different moving parts and whatnot that I don't really like to comment on it for the first, I mean, at least 12 hours, like give it a night or at least a day before a lot of the facts roll in. You can kind of get some context of the situation. But this one definitely looked weird. I mean, you had this event happen, lone shooter, and then just a few hours later, there was already a procession going down the Boulder Highway for the slain police officer. That was weird. Very fast. Uh, the guy they claimed was 21 years old. But then when you saw the helicopter footage of them arresting him, like he had a bald spot and like a pot belly that was all hairy and stuff. Like, man, I'm 30 and I ain't even that hairy or bald. But this guy's 21. And then you saw all the blue check marks out there and the 
you know, the propagandists, they were trying to call him a white male shooter and all that. Then it came out that he wasn't a white male shooter and all the backtracking and backpedaling that was going on. It was sad. It was definitely sad, but it made a lot of people look pretty dumb that it did. Uh, I would say false flag vibes all around that one for sure. And you can see why there's one piece of the agenda coming in. You got the gun control angle. Uh, there's always multiple, you know, boxes they check mark whenever the deep state does does some sort of operation. And there you go. Gun controls are coming for this one. So that was that. And then we have this cargo ship situation. So here's another one where I'm like, all right, this is weird, but I'm going to give it a day or two, see what else rolls in. And <laughs> I mean, this one definitely looks like something's, something was up. The most telling detail to me is the fact that this cargo ship drew a dick and balls before going and getting stuck in the Suez Canal. There's a, I mean, it actually did. You can see a satellite imagery of the path it took, and it, it went around in some circles and made a long shaft there, and then went and got stuck. And then the fact that they're telling us that it got stuck because of high wind. High wind and somehow thing turned and it's just kind of a weird excuse, like weird official story behind this one. Granted, when, again, I give it like a solid at least few hours, if not day, before I really form a solid or confident belief about some sort of situation. This one, I feel like people are going to freaking left field with their theories and speculations and everything about it. I mean, people are going into the gematria. They're going into the coding and all this sort of stuff. I mean, I'll be honest. There's interesting, intriguing things about this. You know, you've got the particular call sign of it with the initials and the names and all that. And how does it get stuck? It's just, it's weird. Plenty of cargo ships have gone through the Suez Canal over the years. And I'm sure there's been high winds. Like, what, what does this one get stuck for? Especially after drawing a Grana wiener. Um, it's odd. But again, people are going like way overboard, claiming there's kids stuck in the containers on the ship as if it's fact, right? Fine, have your theories, whatever. As dumb as they are, you're, you have a right to your theories. But promoting them as fact, I feel like it's a reincarnation of the whole kids in tunnels under DC clickbait that was going around. God, it feels like it goes around every few months. You get some person out there, kids in tunnels. Their video racks up 800,000 views. And then you got like a whole bunch of different parrots parroting the same shit to get clicks. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. But I wouldn't doubt if there was something behind it, though, because there are some things that aren't adding up with the whole situation. Uh, but there was that. Now let's move on into talking General Mike Flynn his family actually suing CNN for $75 million over report alleging QAnon affiliation. This is actually absolutely hilarious. I'm laughing really hard at this on the inside. So General Flynn's brother and sister-in-law are suing CNN for $75 million after a report stating that they were members of the QAnon conspiracy 
group. <laughs> oh man, what to say about this? So the reason why this is funny to me is because we know that the mainstream media is trying to prop up that QAnon name, Q-A-N-O-N. The QAnon name has become this straw man that they prop up to report on this, and they just say the most asinine shit. Like, none of what they report or write or say makes sense. So, they're so, like, the media is so lost up in all this word salad that they're trying to just print ad nauseum right now to bash Q that <laughs> it looks like they just sloppily claimed that apparently General Flynn's family, General Flynn himself even, are a part of QAnon, a part of QAnon. And then they defame and slander and libel and all this sorts of stuff. Well, beautiful to see General Flynn's family taking it to CNN over one of their shit reports. Like, what even is QAnon? What is that? We, we know we have Q's drops. You can go read those on the internet. Plenty of websites you can do that on. Just read the 4,500 drops. Uh, we got the Anons out there that are the ones that uh, they dig into the posts and they research open source information and put it out there for us all to digest. What is this QAnon thing? <laughs> CNN's so dumb, so desperate that they're getting sloppy and they're getting uh, backhanded by Flynn's family for being sloppy. It's hilarious. And in fact, speaking of General Flynn and Q and shit reporting on it, here's this awesome example from Forbes yesterday. So it says here, QAnon is hosting a conference at the Omni Dallas Hotel, headlined by Michael Flynn and Sidney Powell. Okay. Few things about this. Um, <laughs> QAnon is hosting a conference. <laughs> oh my God. Poor Suzanne travel writer for Forbes here. She unfortunately probably got tasked by her producers or her management to write this article. And poor her has no idea what in the hell she is saying. But hey, she's clearly the dumbass that went and wrote it. So she's roasted. Um, QAnon is hosting a conference. This is funny. No, QAnon's not hosting the conference. Actually, the person hosting the conference his name is QAnon John. Uh, let's see here. QAnon John is what he goes by. It's a dude. He's actually been queued uh, before. He's a pretty cool guy. He's been on Facebook and social media for a few years now. He just called himself QAnon John years ago, like back in 2018, very early on. It's just what he's gone by. It's just the name. His name. His name's actually John. But travel writer for Forbes here says QAnon is throwing the conference. It's hilarious. And yeah, Flynn is going to be there. Sidney Powell is going to be there. And uh, here's some fun news. I'm going to be there as well. Myself, uh, Inevitable E.T., Craig, I.E.T. is going to be there. And a few other people as well. Kate, too. Kate Awakening. Uh, Zach, Red Pill 78 I believe he's going to be there, too. And then... Those are the, uh, that's like the Anon crew. Then you've got your heavy hitters. Flynn, Sidney Powell are slated to be there. A few other names too. I believe Juanita Broderick and uh, Wayne Dupree too. Some some conservative names in there. It's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a good old time. Uh, hopefully I can meet QAnon while I'm there. 
because apparently QAnon is hosting the conference. That's news to me. Thanks, Forb. Forbes. I appreciate you guys for, for printing that and letting me know that QAnon is hosting this conference. Hopefully I can meet them. Uh, the funniest thing about this article, and yeah, you see them throwing that dingleberry in there, the, the buffalo boy. Uh, funniest thing about this article here, this Forbes writer says, let me, let me make it big. QAnon John is almost certainly an alias for Rich Granville, a prolific QAnon promoter and the CEO of the Miami-based search engine Yippie. When Forbes tried calling the phone number listed on the Yippie website, it appeared to be disconnected. <laughs> almost certainly. QAnon John is almost certainly an alias for Rich Granville. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. You can literally go find QAnon John on Telegram or Gab or Instagram and like pictures of him are online. I just had a phone call with John the other day. I can assure you that it is not Rich Granville. It is John. <laughs> so just, oh, I got a snort. Oh, it's so good. You know, we're getting to a point where it doesn't even make you angry anymore. All these stupid hit pieces that the mainstream media losers are writing. It's hilarious. It is such good comedy of how how brain dead they are and the sort of dumb stuff they're writing is 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 golden um few people asking in the chat where is it at you can find the the website for this event is thepatriotvoice.us i believe if i'm getting that right and the location is the uh omni dallas hotel memorial day weekend so in a couple months here should be fun should be a grand old time. Uh, hopefully I can meet the general and refrain myself from asking him some crazy ass questions because Lord knows I got a lot for him. All right, now let's get into, uh, speaking of Q, let's talk about Newsweek's obsession with Q. And I'm not talking about typical obsession that the mainstream media has had for the last, ooh, two and a half years now with Q. I'm talking about Newsweek is stage five clinger obsessed with Q this week. Uh, must be Q week for Newsweek. Let's just put it that way. So literally any single story. Yes, go to Google, type in Newsweek QAnon. This is all from like the last three or four days. Three weeks ago, that one. But all of these last few days, literally anything, anything that myself or like the we the media page writes on telegram or some q oriented telegram pages right literally anything we say newsweek will write an article on it it's it's clockwork at this point it's incredibly predictable he got this one here QAnon continues to harass chrissy teigen we'll take a look at chrissy teigen in a sec here QAnon claims stuck suez canal ship used by hillary clinton to traffic children that's why i say you got to be careful with the theories you're presenting as fact because you could end up in a shitty newsweek hit piece just like uh the people that were in this article how QAnon followers reacted to hbo's into the storm documentary they wrote about me in that one thanks newsweek uh there's the whole march 4th thing it's it's bad okay and uh let's take a look at the chrissy teigen story in a sec but first i want to talk about this particular Newsweek article, this one was about the Boulder shooting. Uh, 
being a false flag staged by actors, QAnon claims. What is this QAnon, Newsweek? Clearly, Q hasn't posted anything in like three or four months now. So are they calling us QAnon? Am, am I QAnon, Newsweek? My God, what an honor. Wow, to be called QAnon. <laughs> oh, again, brain dead. But here's what I want to say about this particular article. So they're writing about the Q folks and what they're saying about the shooting. Now, here's the example. QAnon, or excuse me, Newsweek writes, no question Boulder, Colorado incident today was a false flag. The only question is by which side. One QAnon profile who has more than 260,000 subscribers on Telegram wrote, false flag means it's fake. Nobody actually died. So Newsweek is reporting on a Telegram account that was saying things about the Boulder shooting. Now, that Telegram account, lo and behold, can you guess it? Can you guess it? If you're on Telegram, you probably know it's Ghost Ezra. Ghost Ezra. The Telegram account with like 260,000 followers now, most of which are probably bots. I do not think they're all actual humans. It, it looks to me like there's a lot of artificial pumping on that account. Um, false flag doesn't mean it's fake. False flag doesn't mean nobody died, okay? False flag is a very general term that essentially means some group did the thing, but the official story we're getting is that a different group did the thing, more or less, simplified. But no, it doesn't mean it's fake, right? And Ghost Ezra, this Telegram account, oh my God, please, if you follow that account, understand how much dumb shit it posts. I personally believe that Ghost Ezra is likely, not confirmed, but I'm getting the, the, the feels, the vibes from this. I think Ghost Ezra is that old I the Spy LARP from Twitter days, you know, year two back. Don't know, just saying. But nevertheless, Ghost Ezra is, oh, like, literally posting the dumbest shit. They're getting into Flat Earth stuff now. I've been seeing some flat earth posts on Ghost Ezra's page. They promote that Nazara and quantum financial system scam. It's definitely pumped on the Ghost Ezra page. Um, other ideas like a bunch of dead celebrities are still alive and clone stuff. And just it's it is you'll lower your IQ if you read that and blindly believe it. You will lower your IQ in a matter of like seconds. So be careful with Ghost Ezra. Um, and that just shows you how there are injected Anons, controlled opposition plants that look and dress themselves up to be Trump supporters and Q supporters and different things. And they're just making us all look really dumb. Not just Ghost Ezra on Telegram, but honestly, like, I have a lot of questions for people like Charles Ward and Simon Parks. Ooh, and we know is sharing Ghost Ezra stuff now too. Bummer. I saw And We Know share Charles Ward the other day, promote him and Nazara. Got questions for them. I even got questions for people like Scott McKay and David Nino and Robert David Steele and all them. I'm like, it's just weird, man. Some of the stuff they say and promote, it's just weird. Um, anyway, let's move on from that. Let's talk Chrissy Teigen. So apparently she has deleted her Twitter account. Yay! Finally off! Citing negativity. 
all the negativity, all the negative posts made her leave. Um, here's one thing about all the folks out there that claim negativity. They're usually raging narcissists. And it's not that it's negative. It's that it, it, what's being said to them or what they view makes them uncomfortable. So they deem it negative and give it that connotation when positive or negative is just subjective. It's, it's a totally subjective thing, but, uh, I, I always watch out for the people that claim everything is negative and they're trying to get negative stuff out of their life. <laughs> you gotta be, you gotta watch out for those might be a hint of nar narcissism there. But anyway, Chrissy Teigen, uh, not just a hint of narcissism with that one, but she's got like the whole bag of it dripping all over her. And, uh, here is the post she made on Instagram about deleting her Twitter account, which by the way, she is the reason a whole shitload of us have been deleted off Twitter. Um, pretty sure my last tweet was about Chrissy Teigen on my main, main account. I had my 200,000 follower account on Twitter. Uh, I, I shouldn't have tweeted about Chrissy Teigen. That was my own fault right there, <laughs> but, uh, I'm gone. I think Liz Crokin got deleted because of a Chrissy Teigen tweet. Tommy G, like a lot of people. She was basically like a honeypot, really, that uh, would get a lot of us banned off Twitter. So I guess her account's not useful anymore since none of us are on Twitter anyway. So they're like, oh, why, do, why should I have it? Deletes it. But anyway, here is her Instagram post as to why. It's true. The platform no longer serves me as positively as it does negatively. So with that, I bid you adieu. But I want to say that this is absolutely not Twitter's fault. It's just the bullying. It's all the negativity. And then at the end down here, and to the QAnon people who think I'm in Guantanamo Bay right now, lol, I saw Q into the storm and saw what I'm working with here. And I, lol, I no longer care. Don't flatter yourselves. <laughs> oh, lordy. Oh, lordy. Yeah, I don't really care either. But, hey, she's off Twitter. She was getting too roasted from all those old tweets where she's talking about wanting to see children naked and, like, getting, I don't know, excited over it. Like, there's some weird freaking tweets there. There is some actually weird tweets there, not going to lie. So anyway, <laughs> oh, maybe it's so negative because I don't know, your guys is real close to Hillary Clinton and your moonchild and all that shit, but hey, whatever. Next story, let's talk about UFOs. All right. So this has been a big subject of conversation this week. Um, it was kind of a delayed reaction. So John Ratcliffe was on Fox News. Maria Bartiromo's show on Fox News primetime last Friday. This was a week ago. And they talked about UFOs. He made some really interesting comments. I did a video of this like the next day where I discussed it. You can find that on BitChute and Rumble and my other video channels. But then Monday came around, and that's apparently when most of the media got their, maybe that's when they got their secure drops or whatever the case, but there was like a delayed reaction of a few days. And then they decided, okay, Monday, Tuesday, we'll go to town with all these UFO articles. So it was really a hot topic of conversation this week. And 
John Ratcliffe's statements. A lot of these media articles are talking about this UFO report, which some of us have been kind of warning you about. We knew about it for a little while. Uh, it was reported on a few months ago. It's coming within the next couple of weeks, or excuse me, next couple of months. I think June-ish, maybe, unless it gets delayed. But the point I want to make in all of these mainstream media articles is that it's the mainstream media, guys. It's like, I see, I see some people, they know the mainstream media is fake. They question whenever it comes to politics or anything like that in the mainstream media. But then you'll get a UFO report or you'll get something like that, mainstream media prints, and then people eat it up like it's the truth. Like they don't even question if there's some sort of agenda or ulterior motive behind these articles when it has to do with UFOs. It's like, I don't know, their critical thinking goes out the window. But just understand, guys, the simple fact that this is getting reported in the mainstream media means there's an agenda behind it. It means that the shadow government, if you will, the CIA, if you will, they've green-lighted this to get printed and reported on in the mainstream media. And it's been this way for over three years now, almost three and a half, since the first time the New York Times reported that UFO article in December 2017. And when we first got these boring-ass videos that we're still dealing with, like these grainy black and white ones that we've seen millions of times, that's, that's all we've gotten, pretty much. Um there's going to be an agenda behind it. And I've been saying this for a long time, for years, is that they're they're doing a few things. Number one, this is kind of a distraction. Granted, UFO disclosure is important. Don't get me wrong. It's incredibly important. There's a lot of hidden truths there. There's a lot of stuff that the deep state does not want disclosed when it comes to the UFO topic. What they're doing here is giving us an incredibly watered-down, whitewashed, bullshit version of it that is to distract us, like get our attention away from more important stuff that's going on. And they're trying to sell us on the idea that this is all there is to know, right? That's the classic limited hangout approach. They're trying to tell us that this is it. Meanwhile... My screen's over here, but the screen on the screen is over there. They're trying to tell us that this is it, but obviously, if it's the media, if it's coming from the intelligence community, there's going to be a lot of stuff unsaid, right? And so that's that's one of the boxes they're trying to check off. They're also trying to manage the narratives. Obviously, if they're coming out with you know disclosure, for lack of a better term, with this, uh, they're managing the narratives with it. And these typical narratives are humans have no ability to make this technology. That's one of the worst ones I keep seeing. They're playing us like we're freaking dumb. Some people out there are kind of dumb, but they're not playing me with that narrative. They're trying to claim that humans have no ability to make these sorts of craft. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of us out there are just sitting back laughing. <laughs> oh, bullshit. So there's that. And also, they're setting up their gatekeepers. This is a big one that I think is going over a lot of people's heads. So let me show you here. They're setting up their gatekeepers in these, in a lot of this media reporting. So here's the Washington Post doing their rendition of this story. Uh, they're saying thanks to a Trump-era COVID relief bill. One thing I want to clarify, it wasn't Trump that put 
this UFO verbiage into the COVID relief bill to get this UFO report out. Some people have questioned me and they assumed it was Trump that did it, but that's probably, they probably got the misconception because of shit mainstream media reporting like this. It was Marco Rubio, okay? Marco Rubio and Senator Mark Warner. They're on the Senate Intelligence Committee. It's really their doing. They're the ones that are spearheading this UFO report to come public in a couple of months here. So you got Mark Warner, who was, you know, he's a Democrat. He was voted to impeach Trump, didn't he? And he's been a Russia gator for years. So be careful of that guy. Then you got Marco Rubio over there too, who, you know, he stinks like Rhino all the time. That's why it's not Trump that's doing this. All right. Other people. But anyway, in WAPO's rendition here, oh, just like clockwork, who do they point to for, uh, you know, there's Mark Warner right there. They're writing about, but who do they point to as the authorities on UFO information? Wow, it's Chris Mellon and Lou Elizondo. Ha, 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 ha. Big surprise. These two guys are, I don't know if they are anymore, but they definitely were for years working with Tom DeLonge on his uh, To The Stars Academy UFO research initiative thing. And remember, Tom DeLonge was emailing all the time with John Podesta. We found that out in WikiLeaks emails. Chris Mellon is a former, you can see here, former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence. He used to be a staffer for Jay Rockefeller. Used to be a staffer for a Rockefeller. That's fun. And you might recognize that last name. He is a member of the Mellon Banking family. It's a very rich banking family out there in uh, Pennsylvania. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to trust that guy. He's got some weird connections. I also don't know if I'm going to trust this guy, Lou Elizondo. This is Lou Elizondo right here. You might have noticed him on Fox. He did a couple of media reports for them this week. That guy looks like he should be uh, singing for Smash Mouth or something like that. Uh, Lou Elizondo is a longtime intelligence community member. He's a counterintelligence guy. So that right there, when you got counterintelligence guys lecturing you about UFOs, you should be scratching your head thinking, well, what aren't they telling me and why? And then uh, also one piece of detail on Mr. Elizondo right here. It was James Clapper, none other than James Clapper. Yes, James Clapper, baldy, glasses, that deep state shill. Um, James Clapper was the dude who invited Lou Elizondo to come to the Pentagon in 2008 and work for that UFO program, that secret Pentagon UFO program, right? The one that the mainstream media has been talking about for a few years now in many of these articles. So, yeah, yeah, that's... that's uh, yeah, I'm sure we could trust these guys. Chris Mellon, Elizondo. They're just basically like the media's darling star children for talking UFOs. And really, you know, I've kind of seen this in the UFO community in the underground level over the past few years. It's just gotten totally taken over by this Tom DeLong white watered down sanitized, like it's it's really weird, and it's kind of sad, actually. It's very disappointing, because I thought a lot of people in, like, 
the UFO world would be smarter than this, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a false expectation of mine. Uh, but there are a lot of people who do get this, who do get that this is just a big charade. But again, like you go to any of the big UFO conferences or like talk to them these days. It's it's kind of dumb. It's very it's very low IQ. Like they're just buying it. Uh, but anyway, anyway, I found this article that came out uh, yesterday evening from Politico which intrigued me. You know, it came out from Brian Bender, who had me blocked on Twitter at one point. He's kind of another one of those watered down, not very smart thinkers when it comes to UFOs. But he had this narrative in this Politico article, and I found it intriguing. And it actually gives me more confidence in the angle that I've been taking about all this for the last few years. Headline says, military and spy agencies accused of stiff-arming investigators on UFO sightings. Some military and spy agencies are blocking or simply ignoring the effort to catalog what they have on unidentified aerial phenomenon, UAPs, according to multiple current and former government officials. As a result, the Biden administration would likely delay a much-anticipated much anticipated public report to Congress. So... If we think of it like this whole mainstream UFO disclosure initiative is not white hat sanctioned, is not coming actually from the military, which I've been saying this when you look at, for instance, the New York Times reporting on the UFO program and then printing these videos. These videos were not sanctioned releases by the military. You got to understand they were never officially classified. They were unclassified. They were basically like, shh. Uh, taken out of the back door of the Pentagon. And I think they were taken out by Chris Mellon or Lou Elizondo, one of those two guys. But uh, they were never actually classified. They were always unclassified. And they were basically like leaked to the New York Times by probably Chris Mellon. So I've been saying for years now that this is a probably deep state shadow government psyop disclosure to pressure to put pressure on the white hats and the Patriots. Remember Q's drops a couple of days after the New York times in December, 2017 put out their UFO article. Q says UFOs are a distraction. Now Q, in my opinion, wasn't telling us that UFOs by themselves are a distraction. What I think they were alluding to was that this mainstream media stuff is a big fat psyop and it is the distraction. So that's interesting. Like, why are military and spy agencies blocking or ignoring this uh, report and all that? Well, they probably know that it's a big pile of shit and they got more important work to do, like figure out where the heck all these deep staters are right now and clean them up. So that is that was just interesting to me, that particular narrative this article is taking. Now we're going to go through a uh, last few things here to finish up. Yeah, most definitely, Taylor. I would love to be a member of SG1 as well, for sure. <laughs> I would be O'Neal. O'Neal's my dude. He's hilarious. All right, let's go through last few articles here. Ex-CDC director, this came out today. Ex-CDC director says he believes the coronavirus originated in that Wuhan P4 
lab. This was Robert Redfield. He was the CDC director under Trump, surprisingly, telling CNN that he believes COVID escaped from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, stressing that it's his opinion because he's trying to cover his ass a little bit. He knows the backlash he's going to get from this, but he says it escaped. So, number one, that's interesting, right? We're like, yeah, duh, it probably escaped. So, wow, that's big. But on the other hand, you got to watch out for where they're going to bait and switch you. I could easily see this moving into the narrative that it leaked accidentally, right? And that's how they're going to try to cover their tracks is that, oh, yeah, it was a, we figured out that COVID escaped, but it was an accident. Bullshit. It was a pandemic. We know that. We can tell. We're not dumb. We see how all the statistics have been manipulated. We know what time the whole pandemic started. You know, the, the first person that they say had COVID landed at SeaTac Airport on January 15th last year, the exact same day that Nancy Pelosi brought the articles of impeachment to the Senate that Trump ended up, of course, getting acquitted on. But, oh, lo and behold. And, oh, wow, they locked everything down. And, oh, wow, they pushed all these mail-in ballots to steal an election with. And, oh, man, here's this vaccine. And, oh, man, look at all the censorship they've done from people on the Internet questioning the COVID narratives and talking about alternative treatments and cures. Just... <laughs> Yeah, so be careful. Be careful careful of that accidental narrative coming out with that one. We know that's BS. And let's see here. Oh my God. Krispy Kreme giving out free donuts every day this year if you've been vaccinated. Let's be real. They're not losing much money from that because their donuts probably cost like three pennies. But uh, what? A, <laughs> I gotta snort again. What a joke. What a joke. So, with your gene altering mRNA vaccine, you can now get a side of genetically modified Krispy Kreme donut. And yes, Krispy Kreme uses a shitload of like heavy metals and GMO ingredients, got soybean oil in there and BHT flame retardant. Just Literally, look at the ingredients. It's not that tough to do. It's open source. Uh, man, how dumb can people be? A lot of people are laughing at this like it's a joke because obviously, it, I mean, it's not a joke, but it is a giant joke. Some people get it, but some people, they're, they're just lost. They're lost in clown world. and They're literally going out to get their Krispy Kremes after their vaccines. Hey, if you do want a Krispy Kreme, though, just... Bring a fake vaccination card, right? <laughs> I, I've seen blank PNG files or JPEGs fly around the internet. I've seen, seen them posted on the boards on 8Coon and people posting them on Instagram and all over the place. Blank ones, like blank vaccination cards. You're welcome. Fill it out yourself. <laughs> you know, get your Krispy Kremes and go fly places. My God, you know, you can go to concerts now with your free vaccine card. But anyway, my God, Krispy Kreme can't even. And it's not just Krispy Kreme, but they're trying to incentivize this wherever they can. Look at this, sports leagues now. Good old sports ball. 
basketball here. Miami Heat to open vaccinated-only sections for fans starting on, well, look at that, April Fool's Day. Because <laughs> you've got to be a fool to believe this shit and go get your freaking vaccine. They're incentivizing it everywhere. Not long now. Not long now before modern-day segregation hits and you've got your vaccinated water fountains and your non-vaccinated water fountains. <laughs> oh, and in fact, this segregation might be worse because they'll say, nope, no non-vaccinated water fountains. You've got to get your vaccine to drink at that water fountain and show proof you have it. And if you don't, goodbye. What a scary world. What a scary world we're in. We can't let this happen. We can't let this happen at all. So Krispy Kreme is just making people either laugh or fat this week. And this one I did find heartbreaking, but at the same time hopeful. Heartbreaking because unfortunately somebody passed away the day after they got their COVID shot. But the reason I am hopeful is because we actually have the mainstream media reporting on this and people are finding the courage to blame it on the freaking shot. Okay, so in Kansas, there was a 68-year-old woman who died unexpectedly. This was on Wednesday, and it was the day after she got her COVID shot. Now, here's where we might have a first, and this is why I hope that more people will start to do this. So her online obituary actually stated that the cause of death was the COVID vaccine. This is highly unusual. Typically, people don't want to say. It'll go unspoken, or they just won't admit that they got their COVID shot around the time of death, or something like that. People are typically way too scared to report this, or they just won't believe it, right? They just don't believe it in the first place. Like, oh, vaccines are safe and effective. It can't be possible. Um, this is a first. This is big. It's actually in her obituary. So, I do hope that more will have the courage to start talking about it and have the dots connect in their head like there could be a cause and effect here, right? But incredibly sad to see this happen again. It, it's not going to be long. It's not going to be long before we're all sitting here saying, I told you so. <laughs> and I really wish it didn't have to get to that because we don't want people hurt, but it's their choice. It's their choice to go get the thing. So anyway, guys, that that's all I have for you in this one. Um, I implore you to go follow me on Telegram. Telegram is pretty much where it's at now, at least for now. I heard Telegram's been uh, trying to fundraise a lot of money. And, you know, once the billions come in, then it starts getting sticky. Like, are they going to start restricting content or anything like that. But anyway, for now, Telegram's all right. Please go follow me there. Go sign up to my email newsletter. You know, that that's something they can't censor and that I can take with me no matter where I go. I have been censored by email services like MailChimp, but uh, I was able to take my email list with me. But go to jordansather.com, sign up there. And hey, guys, 2021 is going to be the year that we're going to get a lot of validation. We're going to get a lot of validation. Um, the 
the Q people, you know, that we all look crazy now and we're getting a lot of hate, but I think we're going to get some validation. The anti-vaxxers, if you want to call them that, they're definitely seeing some validation saying, we told you so, we've been talking about this for years, you know, even the UFO believers, you know, as mainstream as some of their thinking is, but even the people talking about UFOs, you know, we're getting some validation too. So heck, if you talk about all those things, <laughs> oh man. Anyway, guys, that's it for this one. I appreciate all you watching. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you uh, like this video wherever, wherever it's at. Please share it and please find me on social media. I'll see you guys in the next live stream. We'll do it on Monday, Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We'll get back onto the normal schedule next week. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 4 p.m. Pacific. And uh, I've got a lot more videos and content coming out too. I will let you know either via email or via Telegram when those drop. Take care, everybody. Have a good weekend. I will see you next time.